chapter 14, verses 15 through 21. Of Catina Aria, Commentary in the Four Gospels, Collected Out of the Works of the Fathers. Volume 2, Gospel of St. John, by St. Thomas Aquinas. The LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Verses 15 through 17. If ye love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father that he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever, even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But ye know him, for he dwelleth with you, and shall be in you. Chrysostom Our Lord having said, Whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that I will do, that they might not think simply asking would be enough, he adds, If ye love me, keep my commandments, and then I will do what ye ask, seems to be his meaning. Or the disciples, having heard him say, I go to the Father, and being troubled at the thought of it, he says, To love me, is not to be troubled, but to keep my commandments. This is love, to obey and believe in him who is loved. And as they had been expressing a strong desire for his bodily presence, he assures them that his absence will be supplied to them in another way. And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another comforter. Augustine, wherein he shows, too, that he himself is the comforter. Paraclete means advocate, and is applied to Christ. We have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. Alcune, Paraclete, i.e. Comforter. They had then one Comforter, who comforted and elevated them by the sweetness of his miracles and his preaching. Didymus, But the Holy Spirit was another Comforter, differing not in nature but in operation. For whereas our Savior in his office of Mediator and of Messenger, and as High Priest, made supplication for our sins, the Holy Ghost is a comforter in another sense, i.e. as consoling our griefs. But do not infer from a different operation of the Son and the Spirit a difference of nature. For in other places we find the Holy Spirit performing the office of intercessor with the Father as the Spirit himself intercedeth for us. And the Savior, on the other hand, pours consolation into those hearts that need it. As in Maccabees, he strengthened those of the people that were brought low. Chrysostom, he says, I will ask the Father to make them believe him, which they could not have done had he simply said, I will send. Augustine, yet to show that his works are inseparable from his father's, he says below, when I shall go, I will send him unto you. Chrysostom, but what had he more than the apostles, if he could only ask the Father to give others the Spirit? The apostles did this often, even without praying. Alcune, I will ask, he says, as being the inferior in respect of his humanity. My Father, with whom I am equal and consubstantial in respect of my divine nature. Chrysostom, that he may abide with you forever. The Spirit does not depart even at death. He intimates, too, that the Holy Ghost will not suffer death or go away, as he has done. 
but that the mention of the Comforter might not lead them to expect another incarnation, a Comforter to be seen with the eye. He adds, even the Spirit of Truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. Augustine, this is the Holy Ghost in the Trinity, whom the Catholic faith professes to be consubstantial and co-eternal with the Father and the Son. Chrysostom, the Spirit of Truth, he calls him because he unfolds the figures of the Old Testament. The world are the wicked, seeing is certain knowledge, sight being the most certain of the senses. Bede, note too that when he calls the Holy Spirit the Spirit of Truth, he shows that the Holy Spirit is his Spirit. Then when he says, he is given by the Father, he declares him to be the Spirit of the Father also. Thus the Holy Ghost proceeds both from the Father and from the Son. Gregory, the Holy Spirit kindles in every one in whom he dwells, the desire of things invisible. And since worldly minds love only things visible, this world receiveth him not, because it rises not to the love of things invisible. In proportion as secular minds enlarge themselves by the spread of their desires, in that proportion they narrow themselves, with respect to admitting Christ. Augustine, thus the world, i.e. the lovers of the world, cannot, he says, receive the Holy Spirit, that is to say, unrighteousness cannot be righteous. The world, i.e. the lovers of the world, cannot receive him, because it seeth him not. The love of the world hath not invisible eyes wherewith to see that which can only be seen invisibly. It follows, But ye know him, for he dwelleth with you. And that they might not think this meant a visible dwelling in the sense in which we use the phrase with respect to a guest, he adds, And shall be in you. Chrysostom, as if he said, He will not dwell with you as I have done, but will dwell in your souls. Augustine, to be in a place is prior to dwelling. Be in you is the explanation of dwell with you, i.e., shows that the latter means not that he is seen, but that he is known. He must be in us, that the knowledge of him may be in us. We see the Holy Ghost then in us, in our consciousnesses. Gregory, but if the Holy Spirit abides in the disciples, how is it a special mark of the mediator that he abides in him? We shall better understand if we distinguish between the different gifts of the Spirit. In respect of those gifts without which we cannot attain to salvation, the Holy Spirit ever abides in all the elect. But in respect of those which do not relate to our own salvation, but to the procuring that of others, he does not always abide in them. For he sometimes withdraws his miraculous gifts, that his grace may be possessed with humility. Christ has him without measure and always. Chrysostom, this speech levels at a stroke, as it were, the opposite heresies. The word another shows the distinct personality of the Spirit. The word paraclete, his consubstantiality. Augustine, Comforter, the title of the Holy Spirit, the third person in the Trinity, the Apostle applies to God. 
God that comforteth those that are cast down, comforted us. The Holy Spirit, therefore, who comforts those that are cast down, is God. Or if they will have this said by the Apostle of the Father or the Son, let them not any longer separate the Holy Spirit from the Father and the Son in his particular office of comforting. Augustine. But when the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us, how shall we love and keep the commandments of Christ, so as to receive the Spirit, when we are not able to love or to keep them, unless we have received the Spirit? Does love in us go first, i.e., do we so love Christ and keep his commandments, as to deserve to receive the Holy Spirit, and to have the love of God the Father shed abroad in our hearts. This is a perverse opinion, for he who does not love the Father does not love the Son, whoever he may think he does. It remains for us to understand that he who loves has the Holy Spirit, and by having him attains to having more of him, and by having more of him to loving more. The disciples had already the Spirit which our Lord promised, but they were to be given more of him. They had him secretly, they were to receive him openly. The promise is made both to him who has the Spirit and to him who has him not, to the former that he shall have him, to the latter that he shall have more of him. Chrysostom when he had cleansed his disciples by the sacrifice of his passion, and their sins were remitted, and they were sent forth to the dangers and trials, it was necessary that they should receive the Holy Spirit abundantly. But they that were made to wait some time for this gift, in order that they might feel the want of it, and so be the more grateful for it when it came. Verses 18 through 21 I will not leave you comfortless, I will come to you. Yet a little while, and the world seeth me no more. But ye see me, because I live, ye shall live also. At that day ye shall know that I am in my Father, and ye in me, and I in you. He that hath my commandments, and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. And he that loveth me shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him and will manifest myself to him. Augustine, that no one might think, because our Lord was about to give the Holy Spirit, that he would therefore not be present himself in him, he adds, I will not leave you comfortless. The Greek word orphani signifies wards. Although then the Son of God has made us the adopted sons of the Father, Yet here he himself shows the affection of a father towards us. Chrysostom. At the first he said, Whither I go, ye shall come. But as this was a long time off, he promises them the spirit in the interval. And as they knew not what that was, he promises them that they most desired, his own presence. I will come to you but intimates at the same time that they are not to look for the same kind of presence over again. Yet a little while, and the world seeth me no more. As if he said, I will come to you, but not to live with you every day as I did before. And I will come to you alone. 
he says, thus preventing any inconsistency with what he had said to the Jews. Henceforth ye shall not see me. Augustine, for the world saw him then with the carnal eye, manifest in the flesh, though it did not see the word hidden under the flesh. But after the resurrection, he was unwilling to show even his flesh, except to his own followers, whom he allowed to see and to handle it. Yet a little while, and the world seeth me no more, but ye shall see me. But inasmuch as the world, by which are meant all who are aliens from his kingdom, will see him at the last judgment, it is better perhaps to understand him here as pointing to that time when he will be taken forever from the eyes of the wicked, to be seen thenceforth by those who love him. A little while, he says, for that which seems a long time to men is but a moment in the eyes of God. Because I live, ye shall live also. Theophylact, as if he said, Though I shall die, I shall rise again, and ye shall live also, i.e., when ye see me risen again, ye will rejoice, and be as dead men brought to life again. Chrysostom. To me, however, he seems to refer not only to the present life, but to the future, as if he said, The death of the cross shall not separate you from me forever, but only hide me from you for a moment. Augustine, but why does he speak of life as present to him, future to them? Because his resurrection preceded theirs, was to follow. His resurrection was about soon to take place. That he speaks of it as present, theirs being deferred till the end of the world. He does not say, ye live, but ye shall live. Because he lives, therefore we shall live. As by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. It follows, in that day, the day of which he saith, ye shall live also, ye shall know, i.e., whereas now ye believe, then ye shall see that I am in the Father, and ye in me, and I in you. For when we shall have attained to that life in which death is swallowed up, then shall be finished that which is now begun by him, that he should be in us, and we in him. Chrysostom. Or in that day on which I shall rise again, ye shall know, for his resurrection it was that established their faith. Then the powerful teaching of the Holy Spirit began. His saying, I am in the Father, expresses his humility. The next, in ye and me, and I in you. His humanity and God's assistance to him. Scripture often uses the same words in different senses, as applied to God and to men. Hilary, or he means by this, that whereas he was in the Father by the nature of his divinity, and we in him by means of his birth in the flesh, he, on the other hand, should be believed to be in us by the mystery of the sacrament, as he himself testified above, Whosoever eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood dwelleth in me and I in him. Alcun, by love and by the observance of his commandments, that will be perfected in us, which he has begun, viz., that we should be in him, and he in us, and that this blessedness may be understood to be promised to all, not to the apostles only, he adds, 
he that hath my commandments and keepeth them he it is that loveth me augustine he that hath them in his mind and keepeth them in life he that hath them in words and keepeth them in works he that hath them by hearing and keepeth them by doing he that hath them by doing and keepeth them by preserving he it is that loveth me love must be shown by works or it is a mere barren name theophylact as if he said ye think that by sorrowing as ye do for my death ye prove your affection but i esteem the keeping of my commandments the evidence of love and then he shows the privileged state of one who loves and he that loveth me shall be loved of my father and i will love him augustine i will love him as if now he did not love him what meaneth this he explains it in what follows and will manifest myself unto him i e i love him so far as to manifest myself to him so that as the reward of his faith he will have sight now he only loves us so that we believe then he will love us so that we see and whereas we love now by believing that which we shall see then we shall love by seeing that which we have believed augustine he promises to show himself to them that love him as god with the father not in that body which he bore upon earth and which the wicked saw theophylact or as after the resurrection he was to appear to them in a body more assimilated to his divinity that they might not take him then for a spirit or a phantom he tells them now beforehand not to have misgivings upon seeing him but to remember that he shows himself to them as a reward for keeping his commandments and that therefore they are bound forever to keep them that they may ever enjoy the sight of him end of chapter fourteen verses fifteen through twenty one